0: James and I make the mead. This is our informal podcast which we're spinning out from our Instagram live sessions. We do these every Friday live at five and we'll be talking about honey, fermentation and of course what we're here for, the mead. We'll also be joined from time to time by some very special guests to talk about booze more generally.
1: If you haven't already guys, hit that subscribe button to our podcast, whatever medium you're on. Uh, Leave us a review. Follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Gosnell's Mead. Perfect.
0: Should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get sticky. Hi guys, how's it going? Welcome to another live five with Tom and Will. How are you, Will? I'm all right. I'm actually pretty good.
1: Uh, yeah. It's been, yeah, a fun week. Yeah, Got to, you know, do do some fun things and be at home a little bit more. And
0: oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, me too. Have you cooked anything good this week? Should we actually should start off with the beer? Yeah, let's
1: let's let's do let's, 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 let's do it. Um, so we're
0: we're on the Harvey's, which I was down at down at Harvey's. Oh, must have been. I would say a couple of the other day, but it wasn't the other day. It was like. I have a bottle opener you have a bottle opener oh. oh luckily it wasn't very there we go there we <laughs> yeah. go anyway it, so, works. it works it works it uh, works so, yeah, so I was down at Harvey's oh it must have been over the summer um, I love a bit of Harvey's Best uh, stopped in the brewery shop and this is one of their
1: their sh- India pale stronger
0: no? maltier ones yeah
1: yeah so Amarillo hops Born and bread. Born and bread, pretty easy going hopefully. What so are we nice... uh,
0: oh God. Oh it's malty on the nose. It's good.
1: Oh yeah. It's got a nice little bit of sting to it. Yeah, it's good for the uh the old uh, winter. Best for winter. It's best for like, winter. Those sort of like you know in the summer you know, those lighter IPAs, those lighter pails go alright. But during the winter, I something with a bit of body and a bit of thickness. Yeah, Just, exactly to go. just
0: something to, to give you a little bit of a zip in the evening. It's definitely huh? getting dark here as well. Isn't it's it? getting
1: dark. Way too it's early. Way
0: too early. Cheers, man. Mm. Mm. And it's drinking well.
1: Always it's like got a nice hug. like caramel tone to it. Like. I don't know when it was when it was back. It's a hop character, probably, and the bitterness is a little lower. Strong old style IPA.
0: Yeah, it's definitely malt, malt forward, isn't
1: malt it? Malt forward, six and a half percent. Yeah, sneaks up on yeah. guys.
0: As always, um, if you've got any questions, then drop them in the comments section below, and we'll aim to answer them. Today, we're going to be talking about the history of mead. Uh, a potted history of mead, which I've dipped in for. We've got a tight ten minutes on it, so we'll see see how long we can string this out for. No. Um, (laughs) we you always pick up these odds and sods facts about mead, so we're gonna share some of that today is the idea. Yeah,
1: so last week it was me cooking and and doing all the 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 legwork. So so now it's nice to sit back and drink this week. Yeah, done well.
0: I'll try and do my (laughs) best. Yeah so
1: being cooking what do I cook this week? I cooked some salmon this week. I had some really nice uh, stream caught salmon yeah that, that, is that a thing wild, wild caught wild, wild caught salmon. salmon so I did it with uh, I soaked it over a day with some uh, lemon zest and garlic and, and a bit of olive oil amazing yeah so some pasta
0: couldn't um, go wrong we do a lot of salmon from the freezer straight from the freezer
1: well this is what I've got but you buy it and it comes in like, like my dad used to do you know these Ziploc bags and they're just it's great it's still isn't the freezer you open it up it actually smells like fish. fresh fish yeah, instead yeah. of you know like nothing
0: yeah um, what have I done? I did a Spatchcock's Piri Piri a la chicken last night, which is
1: good. Okay. <laughs> so what's a Piri Piri? Piri Piri is the Pe- sauce. Peri peri, yeah, sorry, it's... Uh...
0: It depends. It, it's, it's yeah, just,
1: no, no, I just, I just didn't understand. Tom. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not having a go at your ability to speak your native tongue. I'm just uh,
0: uh, maybe it is is perry. I think it is perry perry. Now I think about it.
1: Perry peri sounds great. It's peri-peri. the start of a
0: conversation, right? It does, and that's <laughs> what this is all about, guys. We're just about enabling conversations, <laughs> connections. Oh God. Um, right. Let's. Yeah. Yeah, we,
1: we need, need a drink before we get into the history. We've, we've got a couple of other little things to go along with the uh, the history chat today. So, you know, Harvey's Best, of course. Harvey's Best. Old school beer. Old school brewery. Yeah. Been around for God knows how long. Ooh, I think about
0: 300 years. Um, It'll say on the back of the label. I'll just have a look. Carry on. Uh,
1: And then... (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. I really want to know now. Uh, Uh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. There you go. Old old brewery. Definitely old. Not new. Definitely old. Um, uh, And then we've got a... A a methegone that we made for the BBC. Yeah, last year. Uh, Last time last year, which is... Yeah, yeah, This time last year, exactly.
0: Isn't it? This time last year, yeah.
1: Uh, and then we also dove into our own archives and grabbed some history of Gosnells. So a history of Gosnells. We there. have some 2014. Oh, so this is brewed by me. This is brewed. This, this would be a great testament to uh, to your abuse of my stylings. Yeah. Um, so
0: this was brewed by me
1: in the old space. Is it still here
0: in Peckham as well? Yeah, it's just across the way in a tiny little room in a 200 liter kit um and i did it all and actually 2014 yeah, yeah it must yeah. have been jesus christ yeah
1: so, yeah it's lot 117 uh yeah so we started on lot 100 just to yeah, benefit just yeah
0: <laughs> just uh just to make it look For like any
1: amateur made <laughs> brewers out there just yeah. started at, Start 100, at 100 because otherwise and, people think uh, uh, number, number, number one world. who wants that that's gonna yeah, be terrible yeah, exactly
0: yeah. so it started at 100
1: <laughs> so, so it's the 17th batch brood.
0: wow do you have any of the hundreds brew? The first ever no i don't think that was good gear we'll never know We'll never know um what else has been happening in the brewery this week well um we took the vintage off bottled the vintage
1: oh, i've just finished Vin- that so it's all right you're gonna get lick it up here for your long chatter i can drink the rest by myself i'm okay Yeah, with that. that's probably fair enough um this week in the brewery yeah we we bottled and labeled the well not labeled bottled and pasteurized the vintage um, we have brewed the mould yes which is cool so that will be hopefully coming out next week as well
0: yeah the spice mead that is yeah, yeah
1: the spice mead our, uh, our little single serve in the can put in the microwave yeah, meat. yeah. Um, not the can the,
0: the, don't put the can in the microwave
1: don't put the can in the microwave definitely going to get some emails about that yeah yeah, from me yeah <laughs> every, every can sold comes with a personalised email um,
0: um, it, then, does, it does say on the back of the can don't put it in the microwave yeah. just for the avoidance of doubt
1: Um, And then we brewed the second iteration of the small batch program. Cool. So that's going to be the one that comes out in December. That's one, yeah. Yeah. So that's the barrel fermented 10% slow and juniper. O E. -E. Yeah. Not slow fermented.
0: Yeah, that's fair. No, that's a a a, good distinction. I like that. Um,
1: Cool. I'll start doing that whenever you give your dates. I'll just make sure that they're they're all factually correct. Uh, Please do.
0: I get a bit confused between 1400s and 14th century. So do cut me some slack. Cool.
1: So, guys, anything that he gets wrong, can we please just call and uh... call, leave a message, uh, ask for James. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and uh, you'll get
0: the best response. You'll get the best response. So, mead, oldest fermented beverage in the world. That's the claim we're making. Prove us wrong. Um, So, why is mead the oldest fermented mead? Why?
1: why, You're reading my part of the script. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry. So, uh, why why is it the oldest? (laughs) Tom.
0: You're, you're going to make this very difficult, are yeah, yeah. I was just about to swear probably, probably profusely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so profusely. Uh, so if you take honey off the hive, early, particularly early in the season, it's quite watery, or it can be quite watery. Mm-hmm. Or if you take honey off the hive and it gets mixed with water, it reduces the, uh, or you've it dilutes it, and uh, it'll just start naturally fermenting with the wild yeast in the air. So the thing, the interesting thing about honey is that it's not actually antiseptic. As a chemical, it's the... Um, what is it? It is the viscosity that stops the bacteria moving Yeah, reducing. so it's an-
1: antimicrobial, it's not antibacterial.
0: Yeah, so it's not actually killing any of the bacteria or yeast in there. So it's let- just inhibiting the growth of it because of the viscosity. The um, hydrostatic pressure, that's the word I was looking for, nice. just stops the stops the bacteria moving around. So basically, it's too thick for anything to grow in. And so if you dilute it down with water, it will just start fermenting because yeast has... Bact- uh, sorry, honey has bacteria and yeast in, right? Yeah, From so
1: it has, uh, uh, has multiple forms of lactobacillus. It's got one of the flab, which is a fructose based oh, lacto- lacto- yeah, uh, yeah. lactic acid bacteria. Um, also, because like, uh, when you're trying to find wild yeast, the, the old saying is, follow the bees. And because they move around, they, they form that part of that chain as well of moving the yeast from place to place as well. So if you follow the, follow the bees, usually you'll, you'll find different strains of uh, Saccharomyces.
0: Yeah, so that's interesting. So the oldest archaeological evidence that I found, not personally, in my extensive mead research, I mean, I must have read so many books about mead. Oh, yeah, it? tell me about it. Um, but it goes back to China, about 10,000 BC. So what they found is these old clay pots with vestiges of fermentation in with honey, also grains, also fruits, and so you can kind of make any claim you want about that. But definitely, honey is present in there, and they know that from the pollen. So all the mm-hmm. all the pollen in there. Um, and as we said, like if you put honey with water, it's going to ferment, right? And it's going to turn into alcohol. That's yeah. just that's that's it. That's how it works. Um, and then moving forward through time, there's loads of tradition. Um, so it actually crops up when I was talking to the, you know the moonshine meadery guys in India. Yeah, those they, guys make some they make some banging really stuff. banging stuff. Um, but they were talking about how. Mead is, has a tradition in uh, ancient Hindu Ay- Ayurvedic culture. So there's, like, lots been written um, way back in time. And obviously that, that civilization goes back, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And so Mead's actually indigenous to that Indus River Valley region. Yeah, yeah. Indus River cool. Valley. Cool, I'm City. using some words that yeah. I haven't really thought about in a while. But yeah. Um, but but so, so it kind of crops up there. And I think that's the cool thing about Mead is it does crop up almost everywhere in the world because there's honey everywhere uh, apart from North America where it was introduced the honeybee was introduced really? by col- colonial colonialists colonists colonists, colonists. Uh, so uh, there was no or at least the the typical honeybee didn't wasn't present there so I think there are other yeah because other...
1: in South America there's some right yeah and there's some even uh, I remember I, got, I was lucky enough to get a taste of the stingless bee honey which oh, is cool. hugely acidic which oh, is kind of cool um, I don't think you could make really anything with it but it was definitely one of those, uh, you're a meat maker, I've got some really cool honey you have to try and I was like, what the hell is that?
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's, uh,
1: yeah, maybe a stingless honeybee. So, yeah,
0: so uh, basically, wherever you get honey, you've got mead and it kind of crops up all over the world and then you were telling me about us today about isn't it like the oldest written recipe for beer comes from Egypt
1: this is, this is what I've read so there, there's uh, the oldest written down recipe for making alcohol was found in Egypt written in hieroglyphs which was the production of grain alcohol and the production of honey alcohol
0: interesting yeah. which is
1: uh, pretty cool you, when you think about the process of grain alcohol it's yeah. actually you know, quite, uh, quite intense process and there's a mark you need to hit like, you can brew with uh, with all grain. Yeah. You still have to be able to heat that up and convert that sugar. otherwise yeah, there's, there's a process. There's too. a process that needs to go through, and that's why it was the first sort of written yeah. down evidence And also, of I
0: think it's a really good source of calories back in the day. You know, there is a lot of calories in beer just to and sustain it it,
1: it. it also keeps you green, right? Yeah. So, you know, you can actually turn it into something that's going to last a little bit longer. But then we, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later about how that sort of developed and, and how that sort of keeping of beer became oh you know, don't steal my lines today. I, I know I'm, I'm trying, trying not really to the sheet, aren't you? <laughs>
0: uh, and then so yeah. moving forward about bit through time you end up in sort of uh, Greco-Roman sort of culture and that's where uh, honey starts to be used generally post fermentation to mix with wine to sweeten up often yeah. with spices to kind of round off potentially some of those edges I've got no idea about the, what the quality of Roman wine would be like sir, it could be pretty yeah, decent yeah you know what it, it was
1: like, clay pots down the yeah. ground some of those what was it trad- yeah, yeah. And, yeah and some of those traditions are, are being reused now yeah. and some yeah. of those have kept on in time you know so there's obviously a, you know, a reason why it went at that length to improve it, I yeah I suppose that's true but anyway so that, there was a bit of evidence around the domestication of bees
0: happened in sort of Greece and Rome around that kind of period when you were trying to get lots of honey to use in in food and uh, no. Production of production of wine. You think
1: thinking, like sugar is such a hard thing to to uh, come across during those times yeah, as well. Yeah. So any any form of sugar is is quite high, highly regarded.
0: Yeah, so then moving forwards a bit through time and a bit bit closer to home, you look at sort of northern Europe. Obviously, we don't have a lot of grape production or, you know, we have a bit of soft fruits in the right season. But honey is a really important source for fermentation because it's such an active, also an easily accessible sugar ingredient. And so it crops up all over kind of Anglo-Saxon culture. Things like Beowulf. Beowulf's the classic example. That's all set in a mead hall with a monster outside the mead hall. And they're all drinking mead throughout the whole poem. Um, so it kind of, it's a really indigenous kind of Anglo-Saxon product and then particularly in the UK uh, continues to be important culture up until about 1066 when the Norman invasion happened you love me talking about I, 1066 I, I
1: do love it. it it's one of those dates I'll never forget um, well if you're English it's the
0: only thing you ever learn about in history yeah. is 1066 anyway the Normans come over and they were French interestingly originally so they come from France Normandy interestingly they're originally Vikings moved to Normandy, then ended oh, up yeah, in here. Yeah. Anyway, makes sense. so um, they bought their own kind of booze culture which was much more peri cider yeah. fruit, fruit wines wine, and yeah. fruit wines. So that then obviously you've got a new power structure in place, new uh, fashions come with that and so me gets pushed out of this, certainly pushed out of the urban centres or the power structure into to, the countryside a bit more
1: yeah does that have anything to do with uh, you know the, the cost of honey or you know how so, hard it is to produce so as well? I think it might do but I think it was
0: much more of a, a fashion thing as well in terms of uh, we're bringing our food and drink culture here we're imposing that. That's what we want to do. Yeah, if, you, if you want to be
1: part of this society, you're going to be like us. Yeah, think.
0: exactly. I think think that's where it comes from. And I think uh, moving and at the same time, you get beer. Beer brewing is developing, and about I think it's about the 13th century is when they start using hops in beer widely. So before mm-hmm. then, beer was made with just grain.
1: Yeah, what was it called? It's called gall-
0: Groot. 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 Yeah, yeah, it was a Groot. Uh, so with. Yeah, flavoured with herbs and spices, but not hops. Yeah. And actually, hops are a, have a preservative effect. So you take the life of a beer from maybe three to five days to more like five to seven days using the kind of act, antibacterial properties of those hops. And that just um, means you get a bit more life out of it. it. makes it a bit more economically viable you uh, can get it to more people.
1: Yeah, it means you can transport it and you can actually run a hub instead of the, the, the classic sort of brewing it in a very small area. To, you know, to, yeah, exactly. You know, like the microbrewery industry yeah, now. You exactly. Know? So
0: that brings us on to a recipe which we made for the bbc last year so i i was wheeled out for a bit of a lucy Worsley christmas action last year uh and we were talking about booze uh it was called a very tudor christmas and we were talking all about uh tudor drinks in our episode and so jake wise from um wildcard Brewer groot yeah um and we brewed this methaglen uh, so do you want to tell us a little bit about this metheglin? Yeah, so so,
1: yeah, yeah, is a
0: spice mead. That's broadly what. Yeah, well yeah,
1: and we we kind of make a lot of these ourselves. That's yeah, you know, like our hibiscus would be classified as a as a methoglen. And I, I assume that a hop would be as well, being a, um, a methaglen yeah. as well. Methaglen, metheglin. I always uh, jump between the two. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so this this was uh, brewed full time for this. Uh, true to christmas uh it came from uh a recipe book that has like the greatest name
0: can you can you read it out for us
1: yeah i'm going to read it it's uh it's called the closet of the eminently learned sir Kenelm digby Kenelm? give that a second well
0: the closet of the eminently learned sir Kenelm digby casey casey
1: and then uh it's it goes on through. so this is
0: the front page we will, we will stick this up on the ground but it's, got, it's it's the most amazing book it, it's just got some incredible amount of stuff recipes in it
1: so we we took uh we took the recipe from there's quite a few different meat recipes and i went through and i i chose one that number one that we could recreate based on you know being the ingredients you yeah, yeah, yeah. can get and i spoke to the guys at bbc about transferring some of the names in the book as well because i had no idea about what certain things were um W two, I think it was on page thirty two. If you if you have got it at yeah. home so and if you just you Google it, to it, it will
0: come up. Yeah, it's, it's it, you can, can get a free uh, project Gutenberg, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a free, yeah. And you that can get a free obviously out of copyright now.
1: Yeah, just, just, just. Um, and then uh, so it called for uh, about ten different uh, herbs in the boil, which which is crazy, and it would call for an hour boil. Wow. Which is you know you got to caramelize the honey. You know it's it's definitely not what we we do now. But what, what that did is just add a ton of nitrogen in there, right? And that, that just helps. What, it, yeah.
0: breaking down the spices to get that nitrogen.
1: Yeah, because it's mainly, uh, so it's, it's a lot of, like, woody spices. There's also a lot of leafy uh, herbs as well. So things like strawberry leaves and uh, I think it was red sage and um, lemon balm and, and all these sort of things will start breaking down and giving the yeast some, you know, a, bit, a bit of nitrogen to chew on, which will produce, you know, a better mead. Um, the cool thing about it too was how they tested gravity. Because oh, yeah, this was cool. Yeah, you're talking about um, you know a recipe book, so you've got to have a way to sort of universally get across you know a, a style and how to do it. So to take a gravity reading, it was. Uh, so today
0: we take so gravity reading is the density of the liquid that we would use to say how much sugar is in there at the start and how much sugar is at the end, and so what the ABV is. Use, yeah. it, use it for various different things in brewing, but that's it generally. A... So
1: it suggested that uh, you would you would you would make your must. And then you would you would grab an egg and if you could put the egg in and the egg would float at the top, there was enough honey in there to, to uh to, to make a decent meat. So it's thick
0: enough. And, to spoil it was, and I
1: think I, I worked out the cra- I think it's about the gravity's about ten sixty 1060 or ten sixty five. yeah. So something so, we're yeah, familiar about with. About 10 percent, you know, yes, like it's yeah. well, actually sorry, it's, it's seven, eight percent. Yeah. Um which, which is really cool. So you, you dump all these, these herbs in, you boil it for an hour, and you're, you're stripping out all the aromatics out of, these, out of these herbs and out of these spices, and you're really drawing from the wood spices. Um, and then it's fermented in a barrel um, with uh, wild yeast. Yeah. Uh, there's no Well, there's, there's two mentions in the book, and they don't necessarily mention it per recipe, but one is that you, know, you can go to your local baker, and pick up some baker's yeast yeah. or if you let it go you can you can naturally ferment it um so we end up going just with a with a simple um you know because all baker's yeast is now brewer's yeast is selected right yeah. um that's kind of you know selected for their alcohol production over their co2 production but um we ended up going just for a very basic uh lager yeast and then uh fermented it out and then at the end after fermentation there was a big dump of cloves and uh it might have just been cloves actually in the in the final
0: part yeah i think it was There was a lot of cloves. There, a that?
1: lot of clove in the front and and that's kind of when we we sat down and we talked about like how would we change this up and do it a little bit different it's like just cut
0: cut out the, cut the
1: boil in one tenth and just do a 10 minute boil if, if you're going to have to do a boil and just like put one twentieth of the cloves in at the end because Number one, you're boiling off all those nice aromatics and then you're chucking your cloves and you kind of just got yourself a nice little clove mead.
0: Which yeah. is, uh, so anyway, should
1: we have a taste of this? We should. We'll, we'll see it on the nose. It's cloves. It's 100% cloves. But there's a little bit.
0: There's a bit. Something Cinnamon
1: else. come through. Yeah. Um, that nutmeg-y cinnamon. There's a little bit of this herbal sort of like herbal tincture sort of to it as well. Yeah, well, that's not bad. It. You know, I think we were
0: surprised. It wasn't. It was. It's it was drinkable, drinkable, right?
1: When we when we made it, we're like, yeah,
0: is "This okay, is yeah, this, this is, is going to be
1: rubbish." And it, we had it, and then as it's aged, it's just got better and better over time. Yeah.
0: So this must be about a year old now. Hmm. So it's dry. I would say it's reasonably thin. It's got a bit of um, bit of mouthfeel towards the end. Not overly spiced, I wouldn't say.
1: No, and that, that, that's uh, that's a surprise. We on the nose, you feel like you're just going to be hitting them out yeah. with this. There's a lot of tannin there, though. Yeah, but like, I'm just getting it at the end. It dries there right out yeah. and it just gets super tanny. tannicky, tannicky, uh, super tannic.
0: Yes, super tannic.
1: Um, yeah, the that's
0: super, a that's a bad name, isn't it? Super, super tannic. tannic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, it's it's it, it, it was fun to make. Um, yeah, there's a few other recipes now. I still want to go through and and do. And there's some baking recipes in there too. That's yeah? actually yeah, uh, some cool like, yeah, old just, just, baking yeah just yeah, some really weird stuff. And like, I really quite like the process. know, yeah, yeah. they're talking about how hot to have your oven. So there's obviously no thermometer. So it's kind of this weird uh, description of you know how much wood to put in, how big your oven is. Yeah, and, you know, like it, it's kind of cool to see how people worked around these sort of procedures. yeah. I guess
0: like without that scientific, ie having things to me- be able to measure and having.
1: And how do you communicate it? Because some people might have, you know, a a rudimentary way of doing this, but not everybody would have the means to do it. So when you're writing a book like this that is going to be spread quite, you know, quite vast, um, yeah, you kind of want everybody to be able to do it with a limitation to what they have at home.
0: Yeah, so this was published in 1669 by his son. So these were all in the 1500s, these recipes. Um, And he kind of, he he was a big... Food and drink producer. Uh, I think he was just a massive aficionado. Uh, so yeah, so check that out. It's um, it's definitely worth a read if you're a bit of a geek. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, that would be really good to bake or glaze a ham with. Yeah, it probably would. There's not much sweetness left in it. No, though. yeah, so and that's that's, what, that's yeah. So it's gone dry. So I think if I was glazing a ham, I'd want something a little bit sweeter, just to,
1: yeah. And I think that that's because we use such a uh, you know, aggressive, culture, yeah, aggressive yeah aggressive yeast with it. Um, yeah, our baker's yeast just, just won't go down it Just won't far go bit, that
0: far. Either. Yeah, so you, that's probably right. So because we're using commercial 20th century, 21st century yeast, Stephen. Kill that.
1: Kill it, Killing
0: Killing it. Um, We, um, yeah, we get lots of extraction of sugar into alcohol. So if it was less efficient, you'd probably get some of those, those sugars left in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah so that's you know the last time that Mead was really made any any volume was probably the 1500s 1600s and then there's a bit of evidence around that time that the, the honey price spikes so a little bit of theory is that like in the 20th century we've had the Varroa mite problem with bees uh, mm-hmm. being attacked the same thing may have happened back in the day or there was some sort of problem in, the, in England in order to kind of
1: I think of what, if there was any um, environmental things coming on in the 15th
0: century. Was it that little ice age at that time? Could have been. Could have been. I know the Thames froze over. I think there was a big ice fair in the 1600s. Have you seen the pictures of that? No. That's amazing. Like the paintings of yeah, like yeah. setting up fairs I, I, in I, Thames. I, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. After that, my, again, my history is a bit, you know, we're telling a story, not, not writing a, not a textbook. Um, and then, yeah, so me continues in decline. Until really late twentieth century, so about the late eighties was when mead started getting going in the states again. So that's kind of where lots of the inspiration for just the genesis
1: of from. Yeah, kind of I remember talking from. to um, oh God. I can't remember a name from uh, Got Mead, Vicky she, Rowe. Yeah, Vicky Rowe. That's it. And she started that, that uh, uh, before before the internet. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. Was building, she was talking, telling a story about uh, going to her father had a, an access to a database. Um, at the library, and she was going there and pulling all this stuff out of there and, and, and spreading the word of mead.
0: That's was... pretty cool. That's pretty mad. Um, so yeah, so that brings us up. So we, I found Gosse's in twenty, late twenty thirteen was when we got going, and we are going to taste the seventeenth batch of mead I made. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this because I'm a really skilled brewer, so... Yeah, like, i You know,
1: it's... Uh, I it, assume this is going to be the best meat I've ever had in my life. Well, I mean... I can only be you know, disappointed
0: from here. You can only be disappointed from here. I mean, let's not ruin the flavour with the uh, the spices. Oh, yeah, no, no, go on, no. Does
1: still some carbonation? Um, we'll see when we pour it out.
0: So this is made in a slightly different method to what we do today in that it was fermented about two-thirds of the way through like We do today, and it was pasteurized in bottle rather than pasteurized in a flash pasteurized, yeah.
1: Which we do sometimes, like yeah. if, we, if, we, if we want to do some natural carbonation, um, and we want to you know go down that method, um, yeah, we still use it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, we do it with the vintage, let's say that's true, yeah, but uh, yeah, we don't do it with the uh, traditional anymore. Well, to the brewer, that's I mean, carbonation, it's
0: carbonation mate. there, guys. Box fresh, so what is this, six years old. I mean, the head does die quite quickly, but
1: yeah. Look, we we don't have the best like meat in general, not just us meat in general doesn't have the best head retention, right? We don't have the uh, the protein structure to to hold the head. It's quite bready on the nose,
0: and so obviously because it's been in bottle like naturally carbonated, so it will be sitting on the leaves. Sitting on the leaves. I'm just trying to see. There oh, there are quite a few leaves on there. So those leaves will autolicize over the course of uh, you know what? half a decade, guys.
1: It's pretty clean, Tom.
0: It is pretty clean, considering yeah, con- the methods that I was using. i.e. no very little temperature control. I uh, had to use the air conditioning in the room to <laughs> control the temperature, uh, and it was a small batch as well. So two hundred liters to go. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, there is no off flavors in that. <laughs> no. Look at alcohol though on the nose, no, yeah. which which is uh, a little different.
0: Oh, that's is sweet, isn't that? That is not it thats much sweeter than what we brew today.
1: Yeah, but the carbonation is gone.
0: Yeah, the carbonation is gone. Um, it leaking through the cap, it, to be Yeah, fair. It,
1: well, yeah, a little bit of that and a little bit that's. Um,
0: there was no carbonation to begin with?
1: But who knows? Who knows? I'm, who I'm knows? not, not going to. We'll go back through the.
0: Uh, go back through the brew logs. Yeah.
1: See
0: what we got. So, see what I wrote
1: down. But the honey on the nose is awesome. And I've had a couple of our old bottles, and with the early pasteurization, sometimes. learning that process and how much to pasteurize you can get a little bit of a caramel note
0: yeah
1: I'm very surprised there's no caramel note no every old bottle I've tasted had had a little bit of this just an undertone of caramel
0: well this is the one this is kind of the recipe that I first came up with and was like actually you know what this is bloody good like there's something in this it needs obviously some refinement and some working towards but you know there's the genesis of an idea there and you can see how we've built on that as a building block It's a little less uh, fruity as well, so I'm just gonna pick this apart. Yeah, it's fine. I think Um, some of that has died down, some of that.
1: Yeah, you've lost a bit. What's surprising is the honey character is still as strong, if not stronger than what we do now.
0: Yeah. I'm dis- I'm sh- we threw away a lot of these old bottles and I'm disappointed
1: now because yeah, actually like, yeah it, it, and I want to keep you know just, just doing I want to keep some just to sort of have a bit of a, a look through what other yeah, people and have of, done and, a bit of a reference as and well and also like what happens with it you know like I didn't start out in my career in, in making meat at, at, at 15 and then have you know tasted it yeah, yeah. so being able to grab some old things of, of the exact almost the exact recipe yeah. we're doing now and just just sort of see how it changes over time um, like let's say the citrus for one which is one of those recipes where I went oh okay we can we can dial the salt back a little bit because as it actually gets older the salt becomes a lot more prevalent
0: yeah I mean I think this is not that different to the London in seventy five no. that we make today
1: if, if that was if that was solidly carved
0: yeah and actually it's quite a grown up drink do you know, like it's
1: it's like you say sweeter as well it, it's not crazy sweet
0: no we should save some of that for the others but um yeah, no, I, I'm actually quite pleased with that. I've always been nervous when we open something old, but um, no, that's that's worked really well.
1: you got to remember this is this is in a beer bottle. Yeah, you, know, you are going to get some oxygen. Um, you know, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you know, Being carbonated in bottle helps. Also, that. did
0: you like our branding? I mean, like, look how...
1: I love it. Yeah, I've seen it everywhere because I've got one of those bags. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best I mean- thing is I've seen these because uh, we used the label. I have that label on the boxes as well. And uh, I've seen some of those boxes and old bags getting around, Peckham. Oh, there's a um, there's a
0: box in Tooting Market that someone sent <laughs> me, full of shirts that had just had a Gosnells, and you're like, "All oh, right, that's weird," because they're still using the same cardboard box from like four years ago. Fair play. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's it. That's, that's true. True recycling.
0: Yeah, true recycling. Getting the best out of it. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, if you've got any other questions, let us know. Otherwise, we'll we'll probably draw that reasonably to a close then it's been a very, very quick one this week but yeah unless there's anything else we need to talk about well what
1: else what else can we talk about what do we got going on next week so I'm, I, I'm actually quite enjoying having this drink, so I'm just going to sit here for the next five minutes and, and I mean that's and absolutely fine
0: um, what else we've got we've got loads of tastings so we've got we to do loads of group yeah. tastings guys if you want a group tasting get involved yeah um, get in now it's Christmas time so we are getting booked up I think I did six this week and I think I'm doing 12 next week so um, it is a Good busy week Next week yeah, uh, But right. yeah it's
1: a lot of liver damage
0: um, Yeah well, I actually don't drink The whole can Because otherwise like, actually... little,
1: little secret guys L- yeah, little, little, little secret, secret. Keep that uh, under your hat secret.
0: Um, No last night I did I drank four cans In about an hour And I was just I stopped And I was just Just too much
1: It gets you doesn't it Like it does sneak yeah. up on you As much as people think That uh, we drink non-stop Oh well, we probably drink an
0: average amount. I think we do. We don't really drink at work. It's lots, lots of heavy machinery here. So yeah,
1: uh, and like when you're drinking, you're kind of you're, you're drinking for a different purpose, right? It's true. It's true. What is the oldest me that you've ever tasted? What ABV?
0: Oh, do you have some of that rabbit's foot stuff? When I bought, were you there yeah, for that? Yeah, I did. Mike Fall from Rabbit's Foot, which was. Um, 20 years old I want to say I'll look it up but it was about 20 years old in the bottle and it was really delicious actually it was really smooth it was strong and sweet it was a different style it yeah, was much more Yeah
1: I had uh mead I've... of poetry I think it was called my my girlfriend's uh, dad and her uncle have made mead in Poland for you know pretty much their whole life you know it's one of those sort of Areas that, that meat has always sort of stayed in, you know, if, if not just in the farmhouse, you know, in sort of tradition, in in one way or another. Um, and he, I got a little taste of one of them that was about ten years old. But the coolest thing about it was he was telling the story about making it, and he only had two or three bottles left. And he goes, "It was the worst meat I ever had. The worst meat I ever made." We put it, we just put just the bottle in it the away, back of yeah. the cupboard, and then about ten years later, pulled it back out to have a taste and then uh, it was probably one of the most incredible meads and just like that that time of just sitting there and going yeah, it's the same think, thing just relax it was, yeah it was uh, what they because in Poland there's three different types of mead um, uh, 3 the, to 1 the, 2 to yeah, 1 the 1 to 1 sh- water yeah. the honey ratio. Um it's called Mule, but it's 1, 2 and 3 so no there's yeah. some other name for it because the names changes um, my missus will love that but I can't even remember the, the, the little tidbits Um but yeah, that was I was saying. It was just incredible mead. It was it was super viscous and super sweet. But yeah, just knock your socks off and, and tasted delicious. Yeah. So we have got a question
0: about the mold mead. So mold mead is going to be in cans. It's going to be four um, percent. we doing the spice. We did the spice blend today, which is yeah, you know, classic winter mulling
1: spices. Yeah. So it's it's juniper, orange peel, star anise, cinnamon, nutmeg, a um, little bit of lemon peel. Um, a uh, bit of cardamom yeah, yeah. You know, just just a little bit of depth and, and with the 4% as well I think that's just a really nice sipping yeah. ABV and so it's we, gonna, we quite like that so it's going to come in a can I think our idea
0: of this is we're going to sell it uh, obviously direct through our website it's going to be 5 quid to get a can delivered anywhere in the UK so if you someone's having a, a good day a bad day you can just send them a, a can of mead in the post and they can have a hug and a mug trademarked by somebody else oh uh, really oh, yeah, wow, that's is.
1: great where'd you no, come no. up with
0: that uh, it's a cup of soup <laughs> it's a Damn cup of soup uh, and they are quite litigious so yeah sorry about that um, yeah, I did explore putting it on my label <laughs> but uh, the IP lawyer I consulted was like oh, don't, yeah, don't. Don't, don't, so don't not, don't. Even, worth not even worth it not even worth it so the idea is that you can yeah, cheer someone up and we will write a handwritten note saying whatever you want I mean,
1: yeah. The other thing is, uh, you know, 4% not enough. You know, a shot of whiskey never hurt anybody. Uh, straight over the top. Shot of whiskey. Yeah, I'd probably go whiskey rather than rum. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think true. with that there, like, whiskey's got a little... Like, bourbon probably more than, yeah, let's say, sort of, scotch. Something yeah. that's quite, quite... Unless you like a scotch. If you like, if you like tons of smoke and tons of peat. A bit of Lagavulin. Just it. Get um,
0: it. Yeah, or well, what else would I put in there? White spirit-wise. Might go... Do yeah, a gin in there. That might be a bit weird. <laughs> No, yeah. it has got juniper in the base. That's what I was just thinking, just to play off that and some of the lemon peel.
1: Interesting. Yeah, the other thing is uh I I probably put a tipple of, a of uh, schnapps in there as well. Schnapps, something, yeah. Something something a nice 50%. Yeah. My dad so- just uh finished uh doing the the run in the distillery in Salenia. Um so he's got is that uh, Yeah, yeah, he's 70 now, so but uh I think he got about 38 litres of fifty percent schnapps Ooh, Is he backing it off? Or is that No that, that, 50, that's backing yeah. it off to yeah, you know, yeah. to, to fifty point five.
0: Uh, sorry, so bug in a mug bees after all. Yes, we could be bug in a mug. Bugs don't have the best conversation they do. Yeah like, so. do
1: do do we, yeah bug in the mug is uh, do I put down the sink I think. Yeah, anyway. Anyway uh, Not a hug in a mug Snug as a bug in a rug In a rug
0: Ooh Snug as a bug in a rug Yeah That's not a bad one
1: Because that's, that's I think that's, Is that you, Do you know that saying? Yeah I do know that yeah, saying Yeah yeah. 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 That's so yeah guys Have you got any
0: other Any other uh, muldmead Mead Slogan suggestions uh, We do us, love them Give yeah. us a call Leave a message for James um, <laughs> He's going to have An
1: hour on Monday exactly. of going go, James this message is for you
0: Yeah <laughs> Uh, what else what else are we doing next week it feels like we've got a lot of things on but, uh, so
1: we're going to be sending out the uh, the first uh, iteration of the small batch program next yeah, week yeah so the bracket's going out
0: next week which is good yeah
1: yeah So it's good. tasting amazing um, really quite happy with that um, yeah yeah and that's so kind of, kind of next great. week and I then think. Just getting in full swing for Christmas I guess yeah
0: dealing with all web orders we're yeah. in so so that's building up which is which is good to see yeah so
1: thank you to you guys oh, yeah, out there for girls. doing that and yeah. allowing us to uh, to be who we are yeah well guys thanks a lot for your time uh, and we
0: will speak to you again next week
1: yeah take care and uh, enjoy
0: thanks for listening guys hopefully you enjoyed that so hit the subscribe and like button and follow us on our social media and we'll see you again next week if you've got any questions or thoughts or just want to chat about mead and honey, then drop us an email to podcast at gozoms.co.uk.
1: Or better still, jump on our Instagram live five. Ask us uh, any questions that you have and watch us scramble to try to find the answer and uh, look like the know we to talk about.
0: Or if you want to see what I look like, you can head on to the website at www.gozoms.co.uk.